insurrection, obstruction, indictments, civilly liable for sexual abuse. The one man responsible for all that could be sitting in a prison cell on election day and still be elected commander-in-chief for these United States. That man is beholden to Putin, weakened NATO the last time around, and is currently tying himself to wealthy Saudi oil money. He enriched himself when government stated his properties. He campaigned on wanting to use government to go after his political rivals and wants to expand executive power. If Donald Trump is re-elected, our nation is lost. So let's roll up our sleeves, get to work, <clears throat> and tell the MAGA folks, no more before it's too late. <laughs> Welcome back to Liberal Dame Radio, Talk from the Left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. You can always also join us at the uh, chat room on YouTube. Just go to liberaldanradio.com to get there. That's liberaldanradio.com. We'll bring you right to the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, just come on over here. We like to just use one chat room if possible. If you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, over at facebook.com slash liberaldanradio, at liberaldanradio on YouTube, and here, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter, and on this episode thread on YouTube as well, or just go to liberaldanradio.com. Uh, please remember, if you haven't done so, to subscribe to the channel, smash that like button, and after the show, also remember to uh, just interact with other videos, like, share, comment, etc., helping the algorithm to help the channel grow and get to 1,000 so we can monetize and do all the fun things like get, some, get, a, get members and super chats and all that fun stuff. If you want, if you want to, if you want to super chat me, you got to get me to a thousand, and then we got to get the, we got to get the views up to four thousand view hours because when YouTube changed monetization policies, they threw the baby out with the bathwater, unfortunately. So shout out to everybody in the chat room right now. We got sixteen already, which is pretty good, pretty quick start for for a Wednesday. Uh, we got Steve, P Dubs, Jeff, Jackie, Silly Wonka. Jolie, Andrea, Trucker John, Aaron, uh, who am I missing? JoJo, got my other personality in there as well, Nerdy Dan. <laughs> so, Bill, uh, Jackie. Um, so, yes, uh, lots of several, several things to talk about. We got Gibson Media. Say, so how can you go to Super Chat? In order, the only way to go to a Super Chat is you have to be able to get me to 1,000 subscribers and then get me monetized, which means lots of viewership hours. So that's the only way to do it. Uh, that's the only way to get Super Chats. So 
we, we need to get that cracking. Uh, we need a we need a thousand subs, and we're at seven fifty five. We were at seven fifty seven. I don't know what happened to two. Uh, maybe maybe I said something that two people didn't like, or maybe two accounts got suspended, or or maybe maybe two sock accounts were were inactive for too long, and YouTube just said nope, not anymore. So who knows? But anyway, shouts out to everyone in the chat room. Sixteen viewers, thirteen likes. So three people are slacking. Anywho. Um, lots of stuff to talk about, lots of interesting stuff, uh, about several examples of your federally elected Republican Congress people, Cong or senators, et cetera. Well, it's, it's weird how semantics sometimes comes into play when, when you, a lot of times you say congressmen and a lot of people automatically think you're talking about people in the house of representatives, but I mean, technically you have two houses of Congress, so so a senator is a member of Congress, even though a lot of the times you refer to people in the lower house as congressmen in the upper house as senator, even though both people are congressmen. They're members of Congress or congresspersons, congress critters, if you will. Uh, so we had several examples of hyper-immaturity this week. I think it was all on the same day, too, if I'm, if I'm recalling it correctly. We had we had the one where the, the the minor one was, and I say minor because it's kind of a matter of he said she said. Where one of the eight, I forget the I forget the person who supposedly was elbowed in the ribs or kidney or what have you, uh, but supposedly a congressman McCarthy. It, it, it's it's weird but fun to say congressman McCarthy instead of Speaker McCarthy, but congressman McCarthy walked by one of the eight people who voted uh, to yeet him from the speakership, speakership position, easy for me to say, and walked by him. Uh, apparently, it's a small corridor where they were walking, according to Congress, Congressman McCarthy. But the other congressperson said that he walked by and elbowed him in the ribs or elbowed him in the kidney or whatever. So... Either you have one congressperson who is taking out a personal vendetta by elbowing somebody in the, oh, excuse me, like doing one of those gags, like, oh, I, I didn't mean to bump into you, I'm sorry, like, you know, like a, in high school, or you have somebody else who is childish and can't, can't understand that a, an honest, you know, an honest, simple, you know, bump in the hallway is is more than what it really was so either way one person or the other person is being childish in this whole thing so hence childish republican congress people so i mean what can you say about that and if you're going to ask me who was more childish i i'd probably put my money on the the extreme MAGA person and not McCarthy, even though McCarthy can get that way too. Who knows? I mean, McCarthy was the one who told Trump on, on January 6th, do you know who you're talking to? Or, or you know, who yelled at Trump, who showed a, a, a modicum of a backbone, and then he lost it a few days later or two weeks later when he scurried on down to Mar-a-Lago. Um... Let's see. And then what else you got? You got 
You got the you got the situation going on in the uh, U.S. Senate committee committee hearing. Uh, this Senate committee is is just the the weirdest name. It's like a bizarre collection of things to put together in the committee. But first of all, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, like, were his parents confused? Did could they not decide on Mark? or Wayne. So they're like, let's just go with Mark Wayne, because we can't decide on either Mark or Wayne. So we're just going to go with both. Just call him Mark Wayne. And then they probably had to argue, well, well, are we going to call him Mark? You know, they probably said Mark Wayne, because they're like, and they probably had an argument over, well, I want to call him Mark Wayne. Well, I want to call him Wayne Mark. Well, if you call him Mark Wayne, they're just going to call him Mark for short. Well, if you call him Wayne Mark, they're just going to call him Wayne for short. They probably flipped the coin and decided on it. Who knows? But him and the Teamsters president, Sean O'Brien, were, were about to go to histicuffs uh, over the whole thing, over because apparently there was a tweet uh, that Sean O'Brien put out. Uh, on on the on the shitter or whatever zitter and the heated exchange took place over six minutes. Uh, O'Brien said, "Name a time or a place." Mark Wayne goes, "Well, this is a time and a place, so we're two consenting adults. Let's go." And he stood up in the middle of a freaking Senate committee hearing, as I'm sure you all probably knew. And Senator Bernie Sanders had to be the one who's like who had to like sit down, sit down. You have to sit down. Like imagine how embarrassing that apparently Mark Wayne Mullen used to fight MMA and you had to have a 70 year old Jewish man to hold you back. Like an old Jewish guy had to hold you back from, from getting into a fight. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of sorry. I mean, like, ridiculous. Yeah, I was getting that, P-Dubs. Um, and then he went back and cited, we used to have duels and fights way back in the day. Like, it used to be the norm back in the day to where we would settle things like men. Let's settle things like men. Rah. And... Well, you know, like, you know, Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton, or I'm sorry, I should have a mouthful of peanut butter when saying Aaron Burr, but yeah, and he went back to the whole thing where some guy was caned in the middle of, of he got beat with a cane in the middle of the house floor over, over a disagreement that they had because one of them I think it was an abolitionist that got caned by somebody who was not an abolitionist from the South. And that was leading up to right before the Civil War. So if that's what he feels that he, he wants, I mean, I mean, we're, some people think we're close to that anyway, that we're already to the point of this na nation fracturing as it is. But he, and he pretty much is just saying the quiet parts out loud that he, we want to, be in a position we want to we he wants to be in a place where where the the people can just get into a physical altercation just on the senate floor in a senate committee hearing like this is again children 
These people are children. I mean, I used to say how Donald Trump is a child all the time because, I mean, <clears throat> that's what he does. Like, he, he as an example, he just, he's name-calling all the time. He has, he has to have a name for everybody. And, and he's the one who maybe just sets the example for them all. He's the one who goes out there, sleepy Joe Biden, uh, crooked Hillary, lion, is it lion who? I mean, there's this lion press, but with those lying somebody, who's a crooked, crooked Ted, because uh, well, for a while it was, was a crooked Ted something. Like he, everybody had a name. Everybody has to have a name when it came to Donald Trump. It's, it's utter childishness, and, and it's seeping throughout the Republican Party. Like, there used to be a time, even if I disagreed with the Republicans, where they would at least act with a certain amount of decorum, for the most part. Like, even, like, this is why, even though I felt that Joe Biden was a little naive in 2020, when he felt that he would be able to come in and he would be the guy that would be able to unify everybody because he, when he was a senator way back in the day, they would go and have lunch together and they would sit down and they would have discussions at lunch and work out their problems and everything would be hunky-dory. And even if they disagreed on issues, they would still be able to sit down and be civil. And I was like, you know, I'm voting for you, but I think you're a little naive on this, Joe, because I, I think you're thinking back to the time before Barack Obama, BBO, before Barack Obama, because when Barack Obama became president, they immediately was like, we're going to form a, we're going to have a meeting even before he's, he's sworn in to figure out how we're going to stop him from doing anything that he wants to do. So decorum and everything went out the window at, at that point. There was no working together with Republicans at that point. But, I mean, he naively believed that he was going to be able to do so, but that was way out the window along before, way before then. So, Jeff, I thought the gummy had worn off. I seem to have been mistaken. <laughs> Just don't get uh, just don't get whited out. Um, Gibson Media. I want everybody's name. Nikki Haley doubles down on social media surveillance initiative. Ooh, I didn't see that. I'll get to that in a second, Gibson. Hold on, let me look at that. Because um, let me just say something real quick on Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley may very well seem to be like back in back in 2016. I said, I said, and I quote, or I'll, I'll paraphrase what I said, that Jeb Bush was on stage and he seemed to be the most presidential person up there, which meant he had no chance of winning. And I was right. Jeb Bush had no chance of winning. Nikki Haley up there on the debate stage, from what I've seen, seems to look the most presidential on the debate stage. Of course, you know, even if, and even if Donald Trump was up there, she would be the most presidential looking person up there. And he's been president. 
that doesn't mean I want to get elected because she's doubling down on a lot of things. Um, so, but, but before I get to the whole Nikki Haley thing, let me, let me just jot that down real quick. That I, I want to look Nikki Haley social media surveillance. Black lights and disinfectant for all Republicans, Bill. I don't know if I want to put black lights anywhere near where Republicans are sleeping. <laughs> Nikki is Jeb Bush in three-inch heels, <laughs> pretty much. Um, her reforms on Ruthless Podcast, the former UN ambassador said under her initiative, all social media users would be identified by names listed on their government identification. Like, what if you don't have government identification? You don't need to see our identification. Just use the force. You don't need to see our identification. Move along. They can go about their business. What's, let's talk about the third thing before before we get to that. Um, I would I'll get to something else with Gibson in a second. I, I'll get to something else with Gibson in a second. But I don't want to run I don't want to run viewers off either. <laughs> so maybe later, me and Gibson I, I can get into can get into something. Maybe we'll see. Because I don't want to get into I don't want to run people off yet. Because I know a lot of people don't like you. I mean, I don't mind discussing it with you, but we can keep it short. But I kind of well, let's just I'll just put it this way: if you can put it in the chat, put it in the chat. Um, without calling, put it in the chat. If you can't put it in the chat, we'll keep it a short phone call later. How about that? Because I'm not done talking about this yet. I want your opinion on what the Republicans in Ohio are trying to do after the Ohio citizens passed uh, the constitutional amendment to codify the rights to have an abortion in the Ohio Constitution. Now that the, the Republicans are trying to take away the ability of the courts in Ohio to rule on whether or not things are constitutional or not, whether or not the rules fall under the Constitution, Ohio Constitution or not. Like basically saying, we are going to say whether or not things are constitutional. We're going to say whether or not these things are within the Constitution or not, not y'all. Like basically stripping the Supreme Court of, of their authority to say whether or not a law is constitutional or not, therefore removing the teeth from, their, from, their, from the court system, therefore nullifying the power that the constitutional amendment has. Anyway, if you can put that in chat, put it in the chat. If you can say agree or disagree with it, and let me make it simple, cool. Otherwise, we'll talk about that later. Um, Jojo Mojo, DeSantis is the strangest dude. He would be better cast on Spaceballs. Maybe that's who, uh, whatchamacallit, reminds me of. Not the new Speaker of the House. Reminds me of a dark helmet without the helmet. Maybe that's who he's been reminding me of this entire time. Maybe I'll have to pull up a picture. Um, let's, let's, do, let's do that real quick before I get to the third thing. Um, 
having a very slow pictures are loading very slowly. Doop, 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 doop. Where are you? Okay. So what do you think? Speaker of the House versus Dark Helmet. What do y'all think? Close enough? Is that close enough? Speaker of the House, Johnson and... Rick Moranis is Dark Helmet. See what everybody thinks about that. I'm rather amused. Anyway. <laughs> Separated at birth. Covenant Helmet. <laughs> With different glasses, I could see it. <laughs> I love Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is awesome. He's going to take us to ludicrous speed. Go! <laughs> Anywho, the third one that happened like on the same day, I believe, as all the other childishness that went on... Um, Mos Jared Moskowitz and the chair of the Oversight and Accountability Committee, James Comer, got into a heated exchange on Tuesday, um, and they're going over uh, oversight of the GSA. Uh, Moskowitz referenced a loan that uh, uh, President Biden made to his brother, which the committee had been looking into, into the probe of the Biden family finances. Uh, Comer has gone on Fox News and told people that while the president was out of office, he had a loan with his brother and in a way evading taxes or whatever, you know, because they're trying to make a big deal out of this loan. Um, it has come out in the public that you also do business with your brother and potential loans. And so since you have framed and manipulated that with the American people that Joe Biden did something wrong when he wasn't in office, uh, I would like to know if you would like to use some of my time. Um, and it's like, I would love it. I would love it. Comer retorted, you retweeted the story completely false. I've never loaned my brother one penny, blah, 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 blah. He, he was a dentist, had his farmland, uh, blah, blah, blah. So I bought it from my brother. That story was tweeted. It was a shell, also had a shell company that was BS. Apparently he cursed or whatever. And then he calls him a Smurf. And you know what? That was pretty Smurfed up of him of doing that. You know, it's not very Smurfy of him to call him a Smurf in the middle of the Smurfing meeting. I would say that's bull smurf. Calling him a smurf. I mean, he's not blue. I mean, it's anti-smurfetic for him to say that. <laughs> I didn't see that Moskowitz said that Gargamel is very angry today. He called him Gargamel. That's great. <laughs> And then Jojo Mojo Cormud does look like Gargamel, really. Let's, I mean, yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> but I mean, that is a definitely a great comeback to call him to call Comer Gargamel when 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 Comer called called Moskowitz a, a Smurf. 
<laughs> the only credible thing Elon Musk did was put Spaceballs names to Model SX speed modes, like a new Model S played Plaid edition. It's funny. I mean, that is kind of funny. I, I'll give him a, uh, I'll give him credit for that. Stop clocks being right twice a day and all. Um, There was a person at Sun Show other night, full costume of Darth Vader. So funny to see that crowd surfing. That is pretty funny. Um, there's a guy that is typically outside like Saints games and he's outside like concerts and he'll just sometimes be randomly on the street in, in, in downtown New Orleans and he'll dress up like Darth Vader, but in Saints colors. And he'll just be dancing to music and he'll just be like sit dancing for tips and stuff like that. It, it's rather amusing. So we have lots of creative people here in the city of New Orleans. A lot of the times, though, when uh, when my son gets into like some extreme crazy laughing fits, like where he just can't stop laughing and just like can't stop, I'll be like, He's gone the plaid. So, anyway, let's see. Let's see if there's any more information about Nikki Haley media, media surveillance other than the the requirement of the of the social media stuff. Um, well, five hours ago, AP News. Uh, Nikki Haley walks back her demand that social media ban anonymous posters after facing GOP backlash. <laughs> Of course she does. Nikki Haley on Wednesday partially walked back her proposed requirements that social media companies ban people from posting anonymously online for national security reasons, a stance for which she drew backlash across conservative social media and some of her GOP presidential rivals. Uh, the former United Nations ambassador comments Tuesday to Fox News were quickly spread by uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Haley and DeSantis were trying to resonate with GOP constituencies, including parents worried for their children's online safety as well as voters fearful of China's influence as they try and battle for a distant second place behind former President Trump. Haley and DeSantis have accused each other of being weak on China, China in particular. Every person on social media should be verified in their name. It's a national security threat. Haley, a former South Carolina governor and new ambassador, said Tuesday on Fox News, when you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they're saying. It gets rid of Russian bots, Iranian bots, and Chinese bots. Uh, saying that she fears the social media anonymity can translate into misinformation. Haley said you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Haley also said Tuesday that she would demand access to social media algorithms to understand how various content ends up in front of certain users. Uh, they need to verify every single person on the outlet, and I want it by name. Uh, you know who are you know who are anonymous writers back in the day? Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and James Madison when they wrote the Federalist Papers. Descended posted on X. Uh, saying Haley's proposed ban was dangerous and unconstitutional. Others in conservative media echoed DeSantis' notion. Nice try, Nikki, Charlie Kirk said, co-founder of conservative youth organization Turning Point. Um, anonymous speech is part of free speech. Conservative radio personality Dana Loesch agreed. I'm still a million percent against government regulation and stuff like this. Vivek Ramaswamy, with whom Haley has frequently feuded, uh, including calling him scum, uh, referenced her idea as disgusting. Um, replying to Ramaswamy is, was Elon Musk, uh, former or the owner of X, formerly of Twitter, super messed up Musk grow. She can stop pretending to run for president now under his ownership. Uh, Musk has opened up X verification to paid users. 
by Wednesday, Haley had somewhat amended her stance, asked on CNBC if she was advocating for a ban on all social media accounts that are anonymous. Haley said she believed life would be more civil if we were able to do that. She was focused on foreign-based actors, not U.S. citizens. I don't mind anonymous American people having free speech. What I don't like is anonymous Russians, Chinese, and Iranians having free speech. Haley said not explaining how she would recommend the social media companies parse those users. Um, anywho. So she walked it back uh, after getting bit for doing that. Um funny how pitch comer's voice got when defending himself it's funny how how it's funny how jeff cruer's voice gets when he starts defending himself too that's that's freaking hilarious as well but what's up easy e how's it going um let's see republican presidential primaries what's the first one well that's just the What's what's the one? Nikki Haley um, polling by state. What's up, Cynthia? Good to see you. Okay, I had seen something about Nikki Haley and New Hampshire, uh, but Nikki Haley is uh, currently just in second place in New Hampshire. Um, But let's see. Haley, the former United Nations ambassador, saw double-digit gains in support since August, according to Emerson survey. Um, Trump uh, held his lead, earning 49% of support. Haley uh, went to 18% in the November poll. So she still only has 18 to his 49. So he's still ahead by 31%. So she's not doing great. Um, but then again, you know, it's still it's still a good bit before you still got a month and a half or so, maybe two months before that primary uh, happens. So we'll, there's a lot of stuff could happen in trials. So we'll see. Um, hey, liberal Dan, that's why Ramaswamy wanted Joe Rogan. The GOP equals MMA. That's right. Let me tell you something, Joe Rogan. I smoke rocks. For anybody who used to watch Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Seha? Good to see you. The Republican two-step of deflect, overtalk, then obfuscate, then trying to use your position as being more righteous. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I think Chris Christie is right on one thing, that he's probably the only one actually trying to run for president, and most of the other people out there are trying to run for second place, uh, trying to be... Uh, I mean, maybe Nikki Haley is, is, has said some things. I think Nikki Haley might have said Donald Trump was the right person at the time back then, Maybe she said he's not the right person at the time now, uh, but I think everybody else is pretty much said is pretty much up there trying to run for 
second place. I don't maybe not DeSantis. I don't know what DeSantis is doing. I don't think I don't think DeSantis would accept vice president. I don't think Donald Trump in any way would 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 name him vice president. But I think he's just floundering, and I don't know what the hell Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis is doing. Um, poor Rhonda. Um, but Chris Christie is clearly the only one who is out there trying to uh, trying to actually defeat him. Uh, and he's right about a lot of the things that he's saying about why Donald Trump is not, cannot or should not be president. Of course, it's, you know, he, Chris Christie has a problem when Chris Christie has to go on MS, MSNBC and beg MSNBC viewers to donate a dollar to his campaign so that everyone, so that he can make sure to be on the next debate stage. Because apparently you have to have a certain number of donors in order to be able to, uh, in order to be able to make the next debate stage. So if you just donate a dollar to his campaign, he could be on the debate stage. I'm not donating a dollar to his campaign. I'm not going to donate a dollar to a Republican presidential candidate. I won't donate. I'm not donating a penny to a Republican presidential candidate. F you. No. If you can't do it yourself, why should I? Why should I even bother? But you know. It just shows how pathetic his campaign is and how pathetic the Republican Party is because they've got so much support behind Trump that he's the nominee. I mean, like in 2016, Hillary Clinton was the de facto nominee. Hillary Clinton was, as soon as Hillary Clinton stopped being Secretary of the State, she became the de facto nominee because we all know what she was doing. We all knew why she stopped being Secretary of State. We all knew that what, that she was going to be running for president, that she started running for president the moment she stopped being Secretary of State. And everybody else who decided to run was like, why? Why bother? Well, Barty decided to run, and he had to build up his name recognition, and he started building up his name recognition at the start of the primaries. Again, not smart. He had a 4% name recognition at the start of the election. Now he became much more popular, much more well-known. I knew, knew who, I knew who he was, but that's because I am supposed to be well-informed on politics. I have a podcast. You can't, you can't hope to overcome somebody with such a large lead. Now, Bernie clearly did better than any of these Republican clowns are. Maybe one of these Republican clowns could catch up if there were no more of the other clowns in the race. But since there are so many other clowns in the race, none of them can ever hope to even climb up into something competitive. But all of them are trying to play this. Well, here's why I would be a good pick, but I don't want to pick on Donald because I eventually want to be his vice president. Like Vivek Ramaswamy. He clearly wants to be vice president even though he won't say it he clearly wants to be so big hook christy is playing the enemy of my enemy is my friend i'm sorry chris christie i used to think a long time ago that when it came to republican governors there was like two that were reasonable two republican governors that were reasonable well one of them i think was christine todd whitman is am i remembering that 
name right. Or was she a Democrat? She is co-chair of the Forward Party. Um, yeah, she was a Republican until 2022. And apparently she, she was also governor of New Jersey. So apparently New, I used to, there was two Republican governors who I used to think were reasonable. One being Christine Todd Whitman, because she actually had a reasonable view on like gay marriage. Um, so she, she seemed to kind of, she was like, let's get out of the marriage business altogether for government. And let's let, you know, marriage be a religious thing and let government be a civil union thing. Kind of like what Israel does. Israel doesn't have gay marriage, but it also doesn't have straight marriage. Israel just has civil unions as a, as a, as a governmental recognized thing. And marriage is left to religion. Um, and there were other things that Christine Todd Whitman did that were other re- reasonable, other things not, but again, okay. The other person for a while was, you know, Chris Christie for doing some things that I thought were reasonable. But then one thing I'll never be able to look past was they have the line item veto in New Jersey, where again, where if they can... Or the governor can be like, okay, I'll sign this, but I'm going to veto these particular items on the budget. Where I, I don't agree with this, I don't agree with this, I don't agree with this. So I'm going to veto these line items because I, I, I don't like them. So one of the things that Chris Christie did, because he had a, uh, he was head of Democrats in the legislature and he was the governor, he negotiated a deal with the Democrats in the legislature that everybody agreed to. And he was like, all right, we're going to have this deal. We have a deal. Fine. You sign the budget and I'll sign the, will you pass this budget and I'll sign the budget. And then what did he do? He lied out and vetoed all the things that he gave away to the Democrats. Yeah. F you, Chris Christie. There's no way I would ever support you. Sorry. Uh-uh. No way. Let's see, I'm missing, I'm missing a Y in they, and your date is wrong. That is right. I am missing something, and my date is wrong. Oh, well. I could fix that real quick. <laughs> Although for half the show, it will, it'll be terrible. I don't know. How, how did I miss that? I, I've usually been, been pretty good at that. Do, 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 do. Bring this out really quick. I th- I, and the first couple times they were talking about, I thought you were talking about on on the show description on YouTube, and I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" And then all of a sudden, nope, that's not what you're talking about. I'm like, "Oh, I see." So let's share, download, eh, 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 done, download. And then I think it's finished. There we go. That's fixed. I mean, for the first half of the show, it'll be terrible. You know, it looks silly, but hey, 
you know, what Donald Trump says. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. So I'm trying to get my Facebook family here, but no good. Not going so good. Wrong date doesn't help in sharing. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, the, the, the description on YouTube does have it right. <laughs> Anywho. So I appreciate y'all paying attention. Thank you. Um, that's not the first time I've done it. I'm sure it won't be the last time that I do it. I kind of base it off of a template and edit it. And sometimes I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> the black light and ivermectin woke up Christy. <laughs> Anywho. So for those of you that were here Monday, for those of you that were here Monday, I was talk. I played some clips where I called my shot, where where Donald Trump had said something about how we had Obamacare for 17 years, which would have at the time that he said it would have, but it's like it was like 2018. It would have put Obamacare being passed in 2001. And I said on the show, uh, on on my podcast on a Wednesday, it was because I always had it on Wednesday and not Mondays at that point. On the Wednesday, I said, I guarantee you that one of Jeff's listeners or maybe even the host himself would say, okay, well, it seems like 17 years. And then I called in the Jeff show the very next day. And, um, and I said, and I said the whole thing. And I was like, look, you know, I, I, we, can we agree that, you know, when Obama said that there are 50 and then had a long pause and then seven, he didn't mean 57 states that he probably meant 47 states, but then, but just had a long pause and he just misspoke and he's not stupid. And can we agree that Donald Trump probably just misspoke and didn't really think that we had Obamacare for 17 years. And, uh, and then Jeff immediately goes, feels like 17 years. And, I, and I'm laughing in my car because he just gave me a great podcast bit because I called my shot and I was right. Um, so on Monday, I was talking about my student loans and how or I was talking about how I called into Jeff Crow's show and I was talking about the GOP hypocrisy on abortion in Ohio, how they're trying to pass some law to detoothify the, their court system to be able to not rule on Ohio's abortion laws if and if they violate the Ohio Constitution. And I don't know if detoothify is a word or not. I made it up. If it if it's not, we've now made up a word, detoothify, deal with it. And I said, and some other caller called in and said, well, why don't you talk about Joe Biden and name something good Joe Biden did? So I called in Tuesday. I said I was going to call in at some point, and I happened to call in Tuesday. So Monday, I said I was going to call in, and I was going to say, talk about student loans and how Joe Biden's save plan saved me $250 a month in student loan payments, and that uh, – and that, that would save me probably 30 grand over the course of my payments until they get written off. But how his followers, his listeners, would probably call in and then say how horrible 
it is that I don't repay my loans because you, you take a loan, you should have to repay your loan, despite the fact that it's part of my promissory note. That is something, a part of the contract that I pay. So, And even though the fact that they probably say nothing about Donald Trump and him and he and him utilizing bankruptcy to get out of his debts and and utilizing the court system to get out of his debts. So I called in Tuesday and I got a twofer. Here's the twofer. After 20 years worth of, of payments, you know, that, that I make, you know, at, at, I'll get the rest of the loans written off. And of course, you know, yeah. some of your listeners might be very well say, you know, well, if you pay your loan, if you have to take a loan, you should pay it. Well, that's part of my promissory note. A lot of people criticize, you know, right. people for having their loans written off at the end of the 20 years. But that's part of the promissory note. It's part of the contract that I signed. Um, and these, a lot of these people are the same people that would criticize Trump for utilizing bankruptcy or that bet or that mm. praise Trump and say he's smart for utilizing mm. bankruptcy with his businesses to, for him to make personal okay. wealth. I am so happy that liberal Dan is going to be getting help with his little loan. Number one, I've got daughters that I paid for their colleges and I don't feel like paying for other people. Um, I'm not surprised, but I'm, I'm, I'm still equally disgusted by what I hear. So Liberal Dan is admitting he's a dupe. Uh, Biden uh, wanted to win over all of these people that had student loans and get their votes by handing them freebies. That's your typical liberal uh, mindset. Now, I, don't, I didn't remember having any of my loan payments suspended during COVID or for three years from my mortgage or my car payment or anything else that I borrowed. Nobody forced me to buy a home. Nobody forced liberal Dan to go to college. I wanted to do something. So I had to find a way to pay for it. Of course, people like liberal Dan, they don't want to have to pay for the obligations they make to get the benefits that they receive. Typical. Typical. But well, the first person wasn't a caller. The first person was the current guest. Uh, who calls herself Deplorable Dion. Um, and the next person was a caller, though. And I'm just like, I, I literally called my shot, and both of them just did what I said that they were going to do. Both of them did exactly what I said they were going to They said, well, you should have to pay back your loan. Why should I not have, why should I not be able to utilize a portion of the contract that I signed. If I sign a contract that says I get these benefits, I get these provisions, that these loans, that I can get income-based repayment, that I can get the loans written off after X amount of payments, regardless of how much I've paid into it, if that's the terms of the loan, then why should I get to utilize those terms? It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, They'll sit there and praise Trump for being a smart businessman for utilizing bankruptcy. This week's Hip of the Korea Hypocrite of the Week is all these conservatives. I it's it's so funny. Like I was gonna call in today, but I, I kind of overslept <laughs> to be able to call in over to be able to call in. But just calling my shot. Is it's kind of like the Obama when he came in during during like like 
when he was wearing the mask and he came into some gym and he got the ball and he took a three and he, and he made the shot and he's like, that's what I do. Uh, calling my shot. That's what I do. So, I mean, it's crazy how they'll sit there and bend over backwards to justify, again, like Trump or any other wealthy person when they just consistently over and over and over again will um, will uh, they'll uh, they'll they'll take advantage of this stuff. And it's and it's nobody's. Uh, they don't blame them. Let's see. Do, 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 do. But when I do it, when other people do it, it's it's horrific. It's terrible. It's awful. I'm trying to see if I can find find some of these posts that I've made on my liberal Dan page because I've had so I've had some other examples where I've called my shot and let's go back one let's no that's not it Bill P they love liberal Dan oh they do love me they love me a lot it used to be when I would call into the other show with the host that named me, when Rebecca Pratt named me and I would call into that show and people would meet me, like they would be excited. Like those conservatives would get excited. Like when I was working at a previous employer and they hired somebody new and like one of, one of the bosses was like, now that you're hired, we can talk politics. We we're having a beer after work at the bar downstairs. And it was like, what's your political persuasions? He was like, I'm more of a libertarian type. And, and the other libertarians like, yes. And the guy, the, the boss is like, well, I've, I've been conservative, but I'm getting more, more progressive as I grow older. And I kind of thought to myself, yeah, right. You're not getting more progressive. Shut up. But I didn't say anything. And, and, and he goes, and this guy over here is liberal Dan. And the guy was like, you're liberal Dan from the radio. And I was like, that's me. He was like, oh, my God, I can't. I'm going to go home and t- call my wife and tell her that I work with liberal Dan. She's going to be excited. And I was like, this is weird. It's one of the reasons. Well, that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast in the first place, because I would meet people out and about and be like, they would be like, oh, my God, you're liberal Dan. And I'd be like, I'm not a celebrity. But OK, I'm, I'm glad you're excited to meet me. <sighs> Yes, Steve, not paying taxes makes me smart, not paying student loans. Oh, dear, you're evil. Exactly, yes. I don't have to pay taxes. I'm using, I use the system to my advantage. I'm a smart person. But when I use the system to my advantage and I take advantage of, 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 the, of the rules as they are written, I'm somehow a leech and a moocher and I'm, I'm lazy and whatever. Like it's, it's, again, it's, hypocrisy is a conservative prerequisite. Uh, I'm trying to search on the page and see if I can find these. I know I posted them on here, but I, th- I think a lot of them have gotten lost way, way back in the day when I started using the page more. And it's also being a little laggy. 
my page is being, I'm on Facebook is being a little laggy. Facebook has been a pain in the ass with me too recently because like on several days, like I tried to bring up my memories and it wouldn't show me my memories. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Why my memories? I want to see my cute kids. The same dude claiming he had to grasp his necklace at dance comments is also the same dude you see on one of those car repo shows chasing the tow truck. <laughs> That's great. Scroll back, see if I've missed anything. You are famous. Well, somewhat. Somewhat famous. Hopefully one day I'll be more. More enough, at least enough to become monetized. <laughs> then we'll see. All right, let's let's do some scrolly, scrolly, scrolly. Because usually when I call my shot, when it used to be that I called my shot, it would be calling my shot about... Um, Voter ID laws, because when I, I my my favorite thing to do is to call my shot about so-called voter ID laws. Let's see, can I pull this? Can I pull this up? Is this in the post? Here we go. Here's one. Let's open up the alternate. <laughs> So this is a coup to steal an election, and you know it just as well as you knew for years Obama was the center, blah, 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 blah. I was like, this coup was started in GOP by 2010 with the Red Map Project. Then came the so-called voter ID laws, which contain non-ID provisions that make it harder for certain groups to vote. And I guarantee you someone is going to ask what is wrong with requiring an ID to vote when I am talking about those non-ID provisions in those laws. Then... Exactly how is voting being made harder after every election I walk by the graveyard and every Democrat I had voted to stick up with a grave marker? Having a ID, spelled wrong, is not a problem since it's needed for everything else. And if you have no ID, then you can't get Medicare food stamps prescriptions, blah, 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 blah. Did you read? You said having an ID is not a problem since it's needed for everything else. I said, then came the so-called voter ID laws, which contain non-ID provisions. I called my shot and you still did what I predicted someone would do. <laughs> so again, calling my shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. Just like my country, I'm young. I'm not throwing away my shot. Let's see. What's this one? No, that's not it. That's just a tweet. Um, doop -a -doop -a -doop -a -doop -a -doop. Where are you? There should be another one that's pretty close to that one. I made a couple of posts that were that were that were just a kind of a lump together. It was like here's another example of of me showing people how uh, how I call my shot. I can't find it in like another few seconds, so I'm going to give up. <laughs> Here we go. There's another one. 
You're full of crap. Why don't Democrats want, voter, want voters to use the idea for voting? Stop making poor excuses. It's not the ID requirements that are the problem. The so-called voter ID laws contain other non-ID requirements inserted to specifically prevent people from legally voting, but they call them voter ID laws. So when people oppose non-ID parts, you can ask what's wrong with voter ID. Um, And then, so explain to me what's wrong with proof of an ID is a bad thing. You show ID to buy beer, blah, 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 blah. LMFAO, you just did what I told, what I said you would do. Um, I literally said, it's not the ID, it's the other non-ID provisions. Then despite what that people still ask that what's wrong with an ID, I told you what you were going to do and you did it. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun to do all the time. I highly recommend it. (laughs) Johnny, what's a Facebook? Daniel, really Johnny? Any other Cobra? I am a Cobra Kai fan, though I am behind on last season. I need to catch up. Um, there's two things, uh, two things I watched with my wife that we're behind on. We're behind on Miss Maisel and we're behind on Cobra Kai. We need to catch back up on both of them. But yes, I love Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is amazing. Actually, my youngest son is ahead of me on Cobra Kai because he likes it too. So, um, What's up, Bicycle Mike? Good to see you. See, Big Hook, it's easy to demonize people trying to better themselves, especially when the conservatives know they aren't able to handle post-secondary education. Well, Donald Trump said he loves the poorly educated. And, well, every day the poorly educated go ahead and prove why they love the poorly educated, why he loves the poorly educated. So... The um, big hook poll challengers at voting centers should be illegal. Absolutely. Um, used to be like, yeah, poll watchers should be, or used to be the idea of poll. The idea of poll watchers should be just people in there just kind of like taking like notes to see who's voting so that you can then report it to your campaigns and then say, okay, these are the people that still need to be, that still need to come out and vote. So you can call them and have them come out because you can register to be a poll watcher. But a lot of times people use poll watchers to be intimidating and that's a problem. So uh, bicycle mic free IDs are required. Um, and so I, are they required everywhere? I don't know if they're required everywhere. Louisiana has them, which is one of the problems, reasons I don't have a problem with Louisiana's requirements to show a voter ID. And actually in Louisiana, actually have to show a voter ID. You can come to the polls with everything that you would need to get a voter ID and still vote. You might, it might be a provisional ballot, but you can, it, like, whatever you would need to, to bring to the DMV to, to say, hey, I want a voter ID. I think you could bring that to the polls and be like, hey, I want to vote and be like, okay. So six to one half dozen of the other, I suppose, but there's still a requirement at the polls to prove that you are who you say you are. And okay, we can go to the, we, I've done a video on this and one of my four videos in, in the GOP crew series that I have, uh, one of them actually cites a heritage foundation site. And why do I cite the heritage foundation? Because it makes it less likely for a conservative to then be able to say, well, you're just using liberal sources. No, I'm using the Heritage Foundation. You can't 
the conservatives then can't literally can't come to me and say I'm using a liberal source. I'll, I'll use a Heritage Foundation source and say, this is what the Heritage Foundation is saying. They're saying of all these examples of, of fraud that has taken place in elections, like a minuscule amount would have been fixed by an ID requirement. Most election fraud that takes place would never be fixed with, with an, a voter ID. Never. Because the, the, the risk of one, of an individual trying to cast a ballot illegally or using a fake ID or whatever, or, or trying to cast a vote that's not yours, the punishment for that is, is overwhelmingly harsh based on the benefit that you get for it. I'm not saying, it's, I'm not saying the, 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 the punishment is too harsh. The punishment's fine. What I'm saying is that, is that the reward that you get, the chances that you will overturn an election by you taking this action is so small that it's not worth the risk if you get caught and then get that punishment. So no one's really doing it. So there's no, so that, that, but again, this is the reason why they make it into such a big deal because they want to make the low educated, the poorly educated voters, they want to make them believe that it is a big problem so they can pass these laws and then shove these laws full of other things that are not related to showing an ID and get those passed through in order to make it harder for people to vote. That's what these laws are there for. They're vehicles to, to get other things through, which is one of the reasons in one of my videos on voter IDs, I say, let's just pass a clean voter ID law bill where it's just the ID and nothing else. Let's just say, let's, let's, let's give a nationwide voter ID. Everybody gets one for free and it's, and it's uniform and it can be used by everybody on all elections. You can show it. Here, here's my ID. I am who I say I am. Boom, there you go. This is me. It's, I get it for free. No one else can use it. It's mine. The punishment for using somebody else's will be high. Everybody will be for, Everybody has to use one to vote. And then you no longer give the Republicans a vehicle to pass all of these other election manipulation schemes so that when they try and pass them, they have to do it. They have to find a different way to do it. At least they can't do it under the guise of this BS idea that voter IDs are somehow going to make the system any more safe because it doesn't. The Republicans always make it harder to vote when incidents of cheating would have zero effect on election results. Exactly. Um, Cynthia from Texas again. Yes, free nationwide ID voter solved. Um, they don't get that it's a tax, um, and Mexico does it. Mexico gives everyone a free ID. Um, Jolie, I'm behind on Ms. Mays and Cobra Kai too. I've actually started watching. It's the new show on Paramount. What's it called? Bass, Bass something. It's basically the show about the the person who is the original um, lone, the guy who was the, the, the lone ranger, like the original like person who 
was the what's the word I'm looking for? The muse, the the original person that the Lone Ranger was based off of, except the original person that the Lone Ranger was based off of was black. It was a black person. And the reason I knew that already ahead of time, Bass Reeves, I think is the name. The reason I knew that ahead of time was because they covered that in the show Timeless. It was a time travel show. Um, so I started watching the first episode and it was a little bit of a gut-wrenching episode, but it looks like it has, it looks promising, looks good. Um, I know something bad is going to happen in the next episode because you know, I can't, this guy's been crapped on already, twice already. So mm. uh, let's see. Say what? What did I miss with Sehas? Voter ID dumb. We have state driver's ID, real ID, birth certificate, passports. Pick a freaking ID. Well, the problem is, is that sometimes they have state-issued IDs, and some of these states will say, okay, we don't want these IDs being used. So they had examples where older people had a specific ID, and they used these IDs forever, and they didn't think they needed any other IDs. And then the state was like, we don't want them using these IDs. So then they had to go find a new one. But these people who were old had no other IDs. They didn't have the paperwork to go get the new ones. So you're now stopping elderly people from voting. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Ask the villages in Florida about voter fraud. Are the villages in Florida worried about voter fraud? I thought the villages in Florida were worried about something else and completely different. Um... Jeff Curry got into a strip club with a fake ID. The dude at the door told me to get a better one and let me in anyways. <laughs> That's funny. I got into a casino without an ID when I was 18. You could drink when, when you were 18, but you couldn't, that you, you technically couldn't buy it, but they couldn't get in trouble for selling it to you when I got down here at 18. Um, but I went to the casino and we walked in and, and the person was like, the person was like, do you have an ID? And I was like, I left it at the hotel. I think I was like, all right, come on in. I'm like, okay. So I went in and I go sit down at the blackjack table. I might've told the story already, but I'm playing some blackjack. And the person at the, the, the pit boss is like, hey, do you have a player's club card? And I was like, no, I don't. She was like, would you like one? I'm like, sure, why not? They're like, I just need to see your ID. I'm like, I left it back in the hotel. She's like, okay, I just need some information from you. What's your name? I gave my name. What's your date of birth? I gave my date of birth, except I've added four years to my date of birth automatically without hesitation. And she gave me the Players Club card. Players Club card. So then I was able to, so then when I came back to the same casino, like a month or two later or whatever, and they were like, can I see your ID? And I was like, I don't have my ID, but I have my Players Club card. Is that all right? And they're like, sure, come on in. Because why would I have a Players Club card if I – how could I have a Players Club card if I wasn't legal? So I used my Players Club card to get into the casino from that point on. It was hilarious.
the villages were lined up to vote for Trump and get their penicillin. <laughs> you, yeah, Bill, you, you, you know what I was talking about. See, in Huntington, West Virginia, you have 10 days to transfer your driver's license, but you need two proofs of address that have to be specified utility bills. How the heck did they think my poor self had it? Exactly. Um, Trump let teenagers use this. I'm sure Trump let teenagers do a lot of other things, too. Or he might not have let teenagers do a lot of things. Trump probably forced himself on teenagers with other things. Because, you know, Mr. Grab him by the hoo-ha. Allegedly. Well, I think he's, it's not allegedly said that he grabbed him by the hoo-ha, but, you know. If, if he says that he did it, I'm sure he did it. And he also bragged about going into the Miss Teen USA locker room while they were changing to go look at all the naked teen girls. And, you know, he was good old buddy-buddy with Jeffrey Epstein, who didn't kill himself. West Virginia is so beautiful, but the maggots are thick as weeds and as nuts as his troll roll that tags along every clan rally. Um, Evie Winters, uh, somebody who had on the show twice, and we've talked about trans issues, is somebody who's from West Virginia initially. And she'll talk about some interesting things about West Virginia as well. Like, like there's like, like they'll be like really conservative, but they won't like a lot of them, like from the real back was like, they don't like cops though. Like they'll hate the cops in some areas. Like they won't be like blue Lives matter type Republicans. They hate the cops. They still might not like black people, but they still hate the cops. Jolie, I had a fake ID. First bar I ever went to was with my gay best friend. Went to a male strip club emceed by drag queens. I was 15. Wow. That's crazy. Um, yeah, because I didn't need a fake ID to get into any place when I was in New Orleans because you could be 18 and get into places. Here's, the, here's, here's what they used to do in New Orleans that was so freaking dumb. So you would go into a place in New Orleans, in some places, right? And what they would do is if you were under 21 but over 18, they would stamp your hand. You could not drink if you were over 18. So they would stamp your hand with a stamp. So if you had had a stamp on it, you couldn't drink. Oh, look, my hand doesn't have a stamp on it anymore. Now I can drink. How dumb are you? I mean, well, not dumb. I mean, it's pretty much every, every it was like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. Because again, the bar could not, the way that the laws were written, the bar could not get in trouble for selling it to you. You would only get in trouble for buying it, but you couldn't get in trouble for possessing it or drinking it because of the way the law was written. So the only time that they could actually bust you was for actually making the purchase. It was so weird. And the only time, and that changed right like 20 days before I turned 21. So, so what do you think about Fannie Willis saying that the trial probably won't happen before the election? Uh, I think I missed that. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that, that was said. Um, let me see. 
because I thought they were trying to get it done so it would happen before the, 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 the primaries, at least. Georgia trial may not wrap till 2025. Oh, crap. Let's see. That's just a video. I don't want to watch a video. The Axios. Fannie Willis predicts Georgia election case could go into early 2025. Um... That trial proceedings with a strolling racketeering case could play out the same time next year's presidential election. Trial date has not yet been set. Uh, I believe that case, there will be a trial. I believe the trial may take many months. I don't expect we will conclude until the winter or very early part of 2025. Trump, who has been indicted four, four times in four different jurisdictions, has repeatedly tried to delay the whatever tactic has been his best strategy. Willis dismissed the 2024 presidential election as consideration. I don't when making decisions about cases to bring, consider any election cycle or election season. Uh, the GOP presidential frontrunner is already facing the prospect of at least two criminal trials slated to start in March when Super Tuesday takes place. Now, here's the only thing that I'm thinking that it maybe, maybe she's thinking that, you know, as a, as a state case, that maybe the federal cases might take precedence. If that's what she's thinking, that that the reason that her trial might take longer is that the federal trials might take precedence. And that's maybe that's fine. I don't know. But to me, there's nothing that Trump could do about the state trial. Like Trump can't do any, he can't pardon himself. Now there are people that say that Trump can't pardon himself federally either. Uh, That's debatable. Again, I think that's up to the Supreme court and I think the Supreme court would rule in Trump's favor. By four at least. So where is it? It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. So yeah, I don't think that uh I don't I don't think so I, I think that it it's better to have the, the state trial finish up before the election, but if the problem then becomes if Donald Trump, if the election does not ha- does not conclude until after the presidential election, and if this nation is dumb enough to reelect Donald Trump, which, knock on wood, they're hopefully they're not, um, then you have a problem because you can't remove a sitting president from office except for impeachment. So federal law would supersede state law in that issue. He couldn't, he can't pardon himself, but he couldn't be removed from the presidency. So him serving as president would delay any time served in jail or in prison until after he stopped being president. That's at least my layperson legal theory on the matter. So, of course, then there's the other scenario, which I've brought up before in the podcast, which is what happens if Donald Trump gets convicted and sent to prison in the Georgia case before the trial finishes, before the election. If the trial finishes before the election, Donald Trump gets sent to prison 
and then he gets elected president. Then you have a constitutional crisis because does does then he have to be released from prison in order to be able to serve as president? That probably goes before the Supreme Court immediately to be determined. Uh, and I'm sure they would also then rule at least 5-4 that he would have to be able to be let out of prison to serve his sentence and then whatever. Uh, Bicycle Mike, he won't be president. We all thought he wouldn't be president in 2017, neither. Right? Didn't, didn't all of us thought that Hillary Clinton would have no problem beating Donald Trump? There are a lot of stupid people in this country. There are a lot of stupid people in this country. And I don't have faith that any of them will, will, will vote right. See, Donald Trump will soon be bankrupt. New York got to strip all of his money. Then the greedy and powerful ones drawn them all fall away. They're going to look different at him. I love this for Donald. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, you have a good point, Diz. I thank you for joining us. Good to see you. Um, that and that could very well be if the New York trials. If that if that's that's one of the things that's a wild card. If the New York trial finishes up and that finally gets finished and they strip him and they fine him of his money and he has to give up like. $250 million worth of assets, meaning and then they have to basically seize all of his hard assets and liquidate. And then he has to basically, then he, then he loses a lot of his power because a lot of his power comes from his assumed wealth. And the way that, um, the way that that DA has basically worded it, she's worded it brilliantly that how he pretends to be wealthy basically um like because he because basically she's been saying that he's been lying about his wealth this entire time that he's not as wealthy as he as he makes us out to be which is a lot of people have said that too so yeah if, if he loses a bunch of his wealth and then and and you see his financial empire crumbling then a lot of the rats are going to jump ship and if and if a lot of the rats jump ship it's possible a lot of the people might start calling in their debts and everything could start crumbling and then who knows what happens at that point? You could see the most epic collapse ever of any human in the history of humanhoods. And that's being very nice to Donald Trump by considering that he is a human. And yes, I, that would be, I would, that would give podcast material for years. Probably I would just, I, it would be lovely to have a podcast to be able to do that and talk about that. Just, for a long time, just watching the Trump empire crumble on top of itself. Um, <laughs> P-Dubs, do you remember the song, Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw? <laughs> That's Jimmy Buffett. Um, I don't know if... Uh, have I told? I think I've told that story on the podcast, I believe, um, where I did it. I did it on a Disney cruise. Um, I sung. I sung that on a Disney cruise in the adults-only karaoke show 
because I waited for the adults-only karaoke show to sing an adults-only song, an adult-themed song, and then the karaoke jockey was like, the KJ was like, you mean screwdriver, drinking a screwdriver, right? And I'm like, well, if you don't want me singing this song, then don't put it on the list or tell me to sing something else. So... Let's see, Donald will always have his manga trash that's a small rabbit base and it ain't enough to win dog catcher. I mean, that's 30% of the party. I think Donald Trump's has enough of the party where enough of the party is scared to go against him because they know, the Republican Party knows that without the chunk of the people that support Donald Trump, they can't win. But how do they win with somebody whose entire financial empire crumbles? Because everyone who is, who is a maggot is going to be like, this is all a ruse. This is all fake news. This is all meant to bruise Donald Trump. They're all out to abuse Donald Trump. They're going to blame the Jews for Donald Trump. We just want to be able to choose Donald Trump. We don't want to lose Donald Trump. We don't want Ted Cruz. We want Donald Trump. Any more rhymes I can come up with? No. <laughs> I just was going on there in the head. Um, Mike, I bet you a whole $1 he doesn't get to be president again. I mean, I don't want to bet that he will be, but... One of the things I remember saying in, in, I think it was like April or May of 2016 was, because remember how, how many celebrity, how many just deaths there were in 2016? Not like of everybody, but like all of the people that were like famous and people that we really liked. Like I feel a lot of people were dying. It was like a, just a bad year for deaths. And I was like, maybe 2016 just sucks for deaths because the world is trying to prepare us for President Trump. And everyone's like, don't say that. And I was like, I mean, people are taking him for granted, so I don't know. And people took him for granted, and then he won. All right, Bill, thank you for um, – Bill, you will not see me next Monday. I will not be on next week. Thanksgiving week, I'll be off, taking off next week. I'll go into more of that later. It's me again, Margaret. Margaret, are you naked? What, Jeff? <laughs> Donald's dick riders will turn to Elon. Ugh. That's even that that's that's also bad. Um Is it true about the 55,000 troops or whatever small email for a second term security officer or something? I'm not sure about it. I haven't seen. Let's see. Trump, 55 troops. Do, 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 do. I don't know. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> yes, I, I did talk about the vermin comments last on Monday as well. His vermin comments scare me. His comments about how they're tainting the blood or poisoning our blood 
That scares me. I mean, that's full-on Nazi rhetoric. But again, I'll say that Trump's poisoning the. If I put on my own Facebook wall that Trump's poisoning, or the, the the people are poisoning our blood. Comment is is pure on Nazi rhetoric. There are people on my Facebook page who will be like, "That's ridiculous, Dan. You're you're just you're just you don't know anything about that." It's like it's it's a clear dog whistle. Like the the the, the vermin and the poisoning our blood are clear dog whistles to the Nazis to say to to say to them. I'm on your side. I'm, I'm going to be your guy. I'm the white supremacist guy. We don't want, we want to make sure that our blood is pure. Do, 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 All right. We got a caller. We'll just go right to the caller. How's it, how's it going, caller? All right. You know who this is. Your favorite guy. Joe What's Gibson. up, man? How's How's up, Joe? All right. What's going on? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, I wanted to say, I know you're going to be surprised at this. I agree with you. You should not have had to pay back your student loans because we know the Federal Reserve is in charge of this country's monetary policy. They practice fractional reserve banking. They create money out of thin air. And there's really no debt. It's not there. It's non-existent. So it's just a charge off for the banks or whoever, whatever financial company, wherever you got the loan from. So it's all – it's just so – Line. If you didn't pay it off, you're not hurting me. Tax dollars are not affected. Taxes don't pay for the services that we think. Uh, you know, you got a good documentary to watch to learn about that, The Money Masters. Uh, it's a three-and-a-half-hour long. It explains the Federal Reserve and the monetary policy in this country. So I say hats off to you if you didn't pay back or, or you know, if you're not paying back your student loans. So, I mean, I, I technically have to pay back a little, but, like, the, 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 my payments, the required payments I have to take were lessened by, like, 250, 100, 250 bucks a month. And actually, my work pays about 50 bucks a month as a benefit, which turns my payment to zero. Um, but then after, after so many months' worth of payments, the loans get written off. But, like, peop, but it's part of the – like, my, my main beef with it is, I mean, we're coming at it from due to two different ways, but my main argument with it is, if I sign a contract, I should get to use every part of my contract. Like there should be no reason why I shouldn't get to use a term of my contract if it's in my contract. So if it's part Correct. of the contract that after I make um, 300, whatever, whatever number of payments are required, um, 360, I think if I make 360 payments towards my student loans or whatever, if that, if I make that number of payments and then whatever, however much is paid off, the rest gets written off, then that should, then that should be what happens. And like, what, like it, it's, it's silly to, to say that I shouldn't get to use a part of my contract. Like I, I don't well, understand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just being attacked because you're a liberal and that, and I get that. I understand that. And that's for once where I'll stick up for both sides on, on that. And then it's ignorant for anyone to make those types of comments uh, to anyone for that matter. So like I said, right. even more, the mortgage system in this country, it's a, it's a, it's a lie. They, the, the bank actually commits a felony because they, they're actually lending you back your own money because you create the money through your signature. So it's, 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 it's all – and that's why we're all screwed up with the inflation, deflation, and, and we blame the Republican-Democrat machine and, uh, out there that I – mean, really, they have no control over monetary policy, really. It's the Federal Reserve, which is a private, independent bank, private cartel. That's that's owned by foreign offshore bank uh, stockholders. They're not even American stockholders that own the Federal Reserve. So it's, it has no part part of the government anyway. It's no more federal than Federal Express. So 
you know, and, and people don't understand the monetary policies in this country, and we get into arguments with each other over it, and really they, you know, it, it has nothing to do with it, really. You know, of course, everyone likes lower taxes, of course, but or taxes, you lead tax the rich. Everyone wants to tax the rich, fine, but really it has nothing to do with it. But your comment about the Ohio thing to change gears here, uh, I, I'm I'm a little ignorant on that. I did some reading on it, and if if the people, I, from my understanding is, is that they put it to a vote, and 56 percent of the people voted in favor of it. So therefore, if, if if that's what they want, if that's what the people want, then I would say have at it. You know, if that if they're gonna put it on the ballot, like I'm, I don't have a problem with the abortion issue. If the people want want abortion, if it's a, I say send it to the states. You know, if the states uh, decide they want, then fine. I don't. I disagree with it. I think it's wrong. Uh, you know, I, I disagree with abortion. But if the states, if if it's, in, if it's done so constitutionally, then so be it. And then that's the way we got to live with. We got to live with it. Uh, and what, what what they're trying to do is they're basically saying because we don't like how the people voted, we are now going to. Well, they they tried to they tried to stop it two different ways. Like the first thing they tried to do is like earlier in the year they tried to make it. 60% to pass instead of 50%, and that failed because the voters were like, well, we want to vote for this, so we're going to make sure this stays at 50. So they, they stopped the requirement to make it harder to pass, and then the voters passed it, and now the legislators are like, okay, well, we're just going to make it so that the courts can't enforce it. So, and, and like, it's like they're trying that's to wrong. go against the will. The, yeah, that's wrong. So, good. We agree on something else. So, yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all, like I said. <laughs> you know, uh, like I said, I don't problem with that at all. I disagree with abortion, but then, then again, that's up to the people. Like I said, you know, it's up to my my perspective then to try to convince others not to commit abortion or have abortion. Or, or there's other ways we'll try to stop abortion, you know, I mean, preventative uh, uh, abstinence. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many issues with it, but I disagree with it. But, you know, like I said, if that's what the people want in a certain state, then so be it, because that's what the, you know. States, I believe, are sovereign. I know we disagree on that. States have no power, you say. I think, right? States have no, no power. No, states have power. <laughs> states have powers. Okay. States have powers as 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 granted to them by the Tenth Amendment, or that are not granted to the federal government via the Tenth Amendment, or whatever. States have powers. But I'm just okay. saying that states don't have the authority to overturn rights, and whether or not abortion is a right, we can debate. But um, and I, you know, well, you're right. I don't, they don't have a right. Yeah, you're right. They don't have a right. Nobody has it. Nobody can overturn a right in the constitution. Those rights are guaranteed by are created by the constitution and bill of rights. Nobody could take away those rights. I agree right, with but, you. Nobody, uh, but there's, but there's also rights that are not enumerated via the ninth amendment that the constitution acknowledges that are non enumerated rights because to, to, to suggest that we should have an exhaustive list would be silly because how could we have an exhaustive list to me, my idea, my, my thoughts on the whole thing. And this should be a conservative point of view. Like this should be conservative is that if government wants to restrict an activity, government should be the one to have to prove that it has the authority to restrict that activity. Yeah. Well, what do you think about this idea? How about a constitutional amendment to address when life begins? You know, well, let's address it. When can we all agree life begins in the womb of a mother? And if we agree on, say, 10 weeks, then that's it. That's the cutoff point. I mean, what do you think about that? Because obviously life begins somewhere, and and whether it's a heartbeat, whether it's this, that, I don't know. Let, 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 let's have that debate. 
my problem my problem with that is that you know you you get into the point where like nine let's ninety nine point five percent of all abortions take place before twenty weeks. Um, okay. You know, everybody everybody is worried about like those abortions taking place in like the third trimester. Like that that's usually made into a big deal. Um, but yeah. in in reality, the only abortions that take place in that last trimester are ones in like the heart wrenching situations, like the ones yeah. where Mother's where where the life is in jeopardy or the fetus is like going to die or the fetus is, is already gone, but maybe there's, maybe there's a heartbeat, but there's no brain activity or, or there's no skull or something. And like, there's no chance of survival outside. So why force the person to gestate for the rest of the pregnancy when you know that the fetus is good, is not going to survive outside of the womb. Um, I can agree on that. Sure. Get government and, that and, and, That's the decision between the doctor and the mother and the father, I guess, you know, the family, if there's a family right. there, you know, get and the way that, it. and the way that like the Texas law is written and the way that the Louisiana law is written in such a way is that it forces the patient to wait until the situation becomes an emergency before the doctor can take action instead of saying, yeah. it's, uh, and, and said the doctor has instead of allowing the doctor to say this situation is going to become life-threatening absolutely we have to perform the procedure now or else it will become life-threatening and it doesn't let them act beforehand so the so the, so that's the issue i have with like such a constitutional amendment that would try and say this is you know that that would try and do anything on on the issue of abortion which is that which is that I don't think you could effectively legislate bans in such a way that are going to be able to deal with those situations. You don't think until legislating morality, we can't do. We can't legislate morality, basically, right? Right, right. I don't. I don't think we can legislate. Well, I don't. It's not even a matter of legis- matter of legislating morality. I think it's the fact that you can't legislate effectively those needed exceptions. That that even if you want to agree. Even if you want to say that abortion should be banned at some point, but there should be exceptions, I don't think you could legislate those exceptions. And as such, um, you know, and and we we'll 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 agree on we'll agree on one thing: like the ideal number of abortions would be zero, because ideally every pregnancy would be planned, and uh, no pregnancies would be life threatening. And there you go. And we and and if if we could make sure that we had better contraceptive measures if we made sure that we had you know you know situa- like Education. let's get a let's get a birth control pill for men if there was a birth control pill for men <laughs> that that could prevent men from you know emitting hey, semen that, uh, yeah sperm. i into that actually i wonder if science has looked into that i wonder <laughs> i never heard about that actually i never looked into that so, a, there there is some procedure that i think is done in india that that is completely reversible that just does a little injection that actually stops the the infusion. I don't like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people might jinx it, but apparently it's pretty effective. Um, and, it's, and it's not a cut; it's just it's just something that stops it or whatever. Anyway, yeah, I don't know the yeah. full details of it, but but the point is is that let people have autonomy over their own bodies and let 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 people 
let people let let's improve the technology to be able to prevent people from getting pregnant or, 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 or causing other people to get pregnant in the first place. Let's encourage people to be educated on how to best prevent pregnancy and best prevent like sexually transmitted diseases as well. And let's sure. let's improve medical technology to make sure that, you know, all more pregnancies can be more safely done. And then you'll see the number of abortions drop to 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 closer and closer to the ideal of zero. Because as as I brought up on yeah. the show before, in Colorado, when John Hickenlooper was governor, you had a situation where um, they, even though the Affordable Care Act does make sure that that oral contraception and IUD are available at 100% cost first dollar, not everybody has insurance, even with the Affordable Care Act, because there were some things in there that were missed because people thought it. And especially when they overturned the 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 man the overturned the um, Medicaid expansion um, in the Supreme Court, yeah. there was there well, there, there became a, a, yeah. a there was a chunk. So there were people who who went without. So Colorado basically said we're going to make sure that everybody gets free access to birth control pills and IUD. And when they did that, unwanted pregnancies dropped. When unwanted pregnancies dropped, that means abortions are going to drop. So if if you the the more you do that. The more the, the the less abortions you're going to see, and to me that should be what people who are in the pro-life movement would want to see. But unfortunately, a lot of people just that, that's not really what they want to seem to want to see. But you yeah, know, I can agree. I have a question though. If it's wait, hold on. Uh, Donald Trump needs to say his part. Hold on. Okay. Wait. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. I was having a problem. the button wasn't pushing. <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyway, I got a question for you. All right. Now, why is it with, with the Palestinian and the Israel thing, why is it that so many liberals are taking the side of Hamas and the Palestinians? That's what I've seen throughout the country. That's what I – that's the vibe I get. Why is that? You would think it would be the other way around, especially with the discrimination and the, the hate crimes against Jews throughout all the many years with uh, Nazi Germany and the issue there, World War Two, World War One. So why is it that they're taking the side, I, I see anyway, in my opinion, from what I see, taking the side of Hamas and the Palestinians? Okay, well, let's separate the two. Um, I believe that there should be a, a free Palestinian state and, and a Israel. I, see, I, I believe in a two-state solution. I do not lump all Palestinians in with Hamas. I make sure to make that distinction that Palestinian people are victimized by Hamas as well because... Hamas are terrorists and horrible people. Um, yeah. Clearly, I'm not on the side of Hamas. Um, okay. Clearly, and um, I'll differentiate this as well because whilst there are people who, you know, a lot of times I'll say like the people who we often argue with, the the the, the conservative types who we argue with on, on my side of the aisle. Are, are so far to the right that they don't see the difference between, you know, liberal and leftist and progressives and whatever. They don't, they don't necessarily see the difference between the two. A lot of the times the people that you're seeing um, that are taking, that are, that are calling Hamas freedom fighters or that are saying that Hamas is justified, that are, that are, that are being ridiculous on the whole thing um, are the very extreme leftists. They, and, okay. and, and and probably the reason that you're that you're that you're seeing a lot of it 
and and that is 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 because they're loud. Um, yeah, and that and that's exactly. that's the that's the unfortunate thing about sometimes with politics where we get a skewed view of of sides of what sides say is because the loudest side gets the squeaky squeaky wheel gets the grease right. The so grease, the, the, the people that are the the people that are the loudest are going to are going to get the most attention. So when and and also and, and the people that are the most controversial are going to probably get the most news coverage. Because it's not controversial for if I was on the street, if I was in the middle of the street saying, I believe that the Palestinians should have a state of their own and that the hostages should be returned and that Israel has a right to defend itself against Hamas, but maybe Israel's not doing it in the exactly right way that they should. That's not controversial. That's, that's, like, that's, yeah. that's me taking a nuanced approach that's reasonable. And to me, at least, I think it's reasonable. A lot of people, other people think it's reasonable as well. But it only, the only people that that's controversial to are those to those extreme leftists and to maybe, you know, the, the, the people who are maybe extremely on the right on the on the, the extreme right wing or on the Israeli on the who support like Netanyahu and Likud who want to just flatten Gaza and who don't <laughs> see a difference between yeah. Pal- Palestinians and Hamas. So, okay. well, that was a good answer then. Okay, because I've asked a couple people and they just couldn't answer it. They just they, they immediately went into the religious phase of it and and then the 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 fake history side where you know Palestine was always there. Well, we know the land was first given to the Jews through Abraham. You know, come on, you know, and, and you know biblically and historically. And yes, Palestine was there, and then now the Jews have the land again. And then now we're trying to have a two-state uh, solution, which obviously is not working, and I don't think it ever will. But that's another subject, I guess. But right. I, and I try, I I try to not. I, oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I try not to take the religious approach because I don't think we should be making um, political arguments based on religious things. But but technically, you know, there are there are many people who can, there, there's there's a lot of arguments to be made about it, indigeneity, about who are who are the people that are indigenous to the to the land and indigeneity. Um, it can be based on a lot of things, including culture, and then culture can include religious aspects to it. And one of the things that's very important about indigeneity is that you are part of a, like a, a minority group who is in another part who, who have, when you kicked out of an area and maintained your culture, and that's what Jews have done throughout, throughout a very long time. And you don't necessarily yeah. have to draw a direct line. Like I've told I told somebody in, that I was having an argument with on another website on, on TikTok, I think it was, and they were trying to try and argue with me about the whole thing. And I was like, look, because they were trying to argue about the indi- indigeneity about Jewish people and how they were not indigenous. I was like, look, you don't understand indi- indigeneity. If you had two people who were in America who were both of Palestinian descent and those two Palestinian people adopted a kid and it was their child, that child would have a right to return to, to, the, to the area because that child could claim that they were indi- indigenous because they had a familiar background because now they're adopted. And so it's their sure. family that they're a part of. So you don't have to have a blood relation to claim indigeneity. And that person immediately shut up because he couldn't argue with me anymore because I, <laughs> I, made, the, I made the point. So anyway, thank you for the call. Yeah. Uh, right, we yeah. seem to agree Take on care. a bunch of stuff today. You yeah, have a good night. Yeah. All right, take care. Bye. There you go. Gibson Media, everybody. And we had a good... See, look. All y'all who hate 
when I take Gibson Media's calls. That was a great Gibson Media call, I have to say. I, I challenge anybody to disagree with me, that being a great Gibson Media call. We agreed on a bunch of things. It, it, it showed that we agreed on a bunch of things. And he asked me a question, and I was able to answer a question in a way that nobody else was willing to do so. Why? Because I take the time to, to be reasonable about things. And like, and, and if that's the other thing, like if a conservative has a legitimate question to ask somebody on the left a question and the people on the left won't take the time to answer the question, then the conservatives are going to continue to be ignorant and, and not using ignorant in a negative pejorative way, but just ignorant, like in the just don't know, like it's not always a negative thing to be ignorant. Sometimes you just don't know and it's fine, but it's fine to be ignorant of something if you, if, if you're trying to then learn about it. And he like, clearly in good faith asked me a question and I answered the question and he appreciated the answer. Now he knows a little bit more about why people are believing that the way that they did. Diz, maybe you're changing minds. Exactly. That, that was my point the other day when people were having a problem with Gibson Media is that I, in my discussions, in my debates that I have with conservatives, there have been several times where I've changed people's minds. And that's one of the reasons why I have discussions and I have debates and I want to bring on other people from the other side of the aisle and have these, these discussions on my show. It's not just because I like to argue. I will have a, I, I enjoy a good debate too. I enjoy a good debate, not just because I like to show that I'm right, because it's always fun to be able to prove that I'm right. You know, that's happened before. That, that happened the other day on, on TikTok where some, uh, some person claimed that I was wrong and I was like, here's my receipts. And this is to another leftist. This is like to an extreme leftist who said that I was wrong. And I was like, nope, here are my receipts. It was about whether or not Hillary would have won had the Bernie voters who voted for Bernie and then flipped to Trump had just voted for Jill Stein or not voted at all. They didn't even have to vote for Hillary. They could have just stayed home or voted for Jill Stein, but they voted for Trump, and that's why Trump won. I love proving that I was right in that case, and that's fun. It's fun to prove that you're right, but it's also can be educational and, and informational to have an honest debate with somebody just to understand where the other side is coming from. Because when you understand where the other side is coming from, you can have a better understanding of what you're dealing with. So, <coughs> big hook. Netanyahu is a bad actor and was using Hamas as an excuse to stay in power and to make this two-state solution unworkable. I've said that before. There's a video that I have on that where you know, I've said in several videos that um, Hamas and Netanyahu have a toxic symbiotic relationship where Netanyahu uses, Netanyahu uses Hamas as a justification to justify his bad actions so that he can obfuscate and hide his other bad actions and make sure that, you know, he can justify his staying in power. Meanwhile, Hamas 
likes having Netanyahu in power so they can justify their recruitment tactics and justify their actions and justify them being in power. Let's see. Let's scroll back. Silly Walk, all the Old Testament is a book about one mass murder after another and Solomon having dozen wives and how to perform abortion. Because that's, that's what you do in order to determine whether or not your wife cheated on you. Is, is, is you give her, you perform an abortion and if you give her some drink. And if she, if she has an abortion, if, if, she, if, if, her, if her baby drops out of her, then she cheated. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Big hook. It's called a reversal of effect to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, there's, it's, it's some shot or whatever. I don't remember. Um, let's see. Israel has no stable neighbor. Lebanon has no government. Syria is run by a dictator. No neighbor has a stable economy. It's true. Hamas is using emotional manipulation while using civilians as shield for protection. Exactly. And the problem is like the extremist leftists. I mean, I label myself a pragmatic progressive. I label myself a leftist. I agree with a lot of positions on the left. I just have a problem. I'm more pragmatic and I have a problem with the people who are like, there's no proof that Hamas uses human shields. Oh uh, yeah, there is. Shut up. Jeff Curry. Anybody like hot wings? I love me some hot wings as long as they're good. There was a place in New Orleans that had great hot wings. It was a food truck, and the food truck like broke down, and they and they stopped making them. And I'm so mad. At one time, I was like, "Is there any way that I could like pay you to like cater a party or something?" And they're like, "No, we're not doing that." I'm like, "Why? I want to give you money for you to make me hot wings." <sighs> Hamas are the maga trash of Palestine. Bibi is the maga trash of Israel. U.S. has its own maga trash troubles. They're all the same a-holes. Have you watched one of my videos? I literally have a video on my channel that says, that basically says the problem in Israel are the conservatives. And I go into that as well, where I says Hamas are the conservatives of the Palestinians. Likud and Netanyahu are the are the conservatives are of Israel and the United States conservatives just like to stir up the anthill and that's the problem so if you haven't watched my videos there you go we agree on that too perfect um Let's see, do, 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 do. Russian Israeli oligarchs are funding the campaign to strip Israelis. Wow, I didn't realize it was it was it was the the Russian oligarchs doing that. Interesting. Why won't fellow Muslims take in Palestinians like it? Well, here's the thing. Since 47 and 48, the entire Arabic world has been using the Palestinians as pawns in their quest to attack Jews, i.e. Israel, because they don't like Israel. And they basically kicked all the Jews out of their own countries and forced them all to go into one little area. And then they've been trying to exterminate them ever since. They've been failing, but that's what they've been doing. 
So, um, and then, so because in 47 and 48, when Israel, when 47 when it was created, and 48 when Israel defended itself, um, Israel fought back and successfully won. And then you had Gaza, and then you had the West Bank. Actually, I should do it. Gaza and then the West Bank, right? Because how you're looking at it. Um, and the Jordanian, Jordan took over the West Bank and Egypt took over Gaza. They never gave that land back. They took it. And the only, and, the, and so, and when Israel took those lands, they didn't take them from the Palestinians. They took them from Jordan and Egypt. Why didn't Jordan and Egypt give those lands back to the Palestinians? And, or, and why did they hold on to the land for 20 years? Because they liked using the Palestinians as pawns in their, in their attempts to try and destroy Israel. So, BB is as evil as Trump. I'm, I don't even like the fact that he's now BB. Like, I'm like, when did he become BB? He was always Benjamin Netanyahu, or always called Netanyahu, like, like, way for a long time. And then all of a sudden, like, he left power, then he came back, and he was BB. Like, ew, like it, it makes, it's so cringe. Like, it's like an attempt to make him likable, and he's not likable. Netanyahu thought Putin was his friend. Yet when that happened, I was like, "Ugh, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? That's ridiculous." But now that we've been talking about Israel for a good bit, it's a good time for me to bring up this other thing I wanted to talk about. There's been a lot of talk about whether or not there should be a ceasefire, and I, I said on this podcast before that I disagree with how Israel has been going after Hamas. I think there's been indiscriminate bombing. I don't like shutting off power and water, food access. Um, there's been a lot of things that Israel has done that I disagree with. But here's a question about the ceasefire that I think everybody who is demanding a ceasefire needs to answer. If Israel right now said, fine, we have a ceasefire. We are, we are going to pull all of our troops back. We are going to stop firing it into Gaza, we're done. How long would it take for Hamas to return the hostages? Do you think they would return the hostages at all? When would you think that would happen? Be honest. Because I would really like to know your answer on that one. Because I don't believe Hamas would ever return the hostages. They have no reason to with a ceasefire, because they've just won without doing anything. So tell me, all the people who are demanding a ceasefire, when, how do the hostages get back with a ceasefire? Who then gets the hostages back? How does Israel then get the hostages back with a ceasefire, with an end of all military operations? Tell me. I want to know. If you can't tell me, then how then does Israel go ahead and do that and get its citizens back without doing any military operations? It doesn't make any sense. It's unreasonable to tell Israel 
to do a ceasefire without any giving them any other options. Now, it's reasonable to tell them to behave and work to limit civilian casualties as much as they can, while understanding that Hamas uses Palestinian people as human shields. And if you're unwilling to see that Hamas is using their own people as human shields, then you're also being unreasonable. But Israel has a responsibility to the citizens who are being held hostage. So again, if you're calling for a ceasefire and they do a ceasefire, when do those hostages get returned? Because I don't see Hamas ever doing it at that point. Because Hamas will just say, we won. We don't have to give them back. So you tell me, when do they come back with a ceasefire? And by no ceasefire until Hamas has hostages go. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I, I can't. I would love to see a ceasefire. I would love to see an end to cessation of all the hostilities. I would love to, and, and I, I have criticized Israel a lot of times on what they've done and how they've, I've, I feel that they've been indiscriminately bombing. And I, I don't think they've been as careful as they could have been, even with Hamas using human shields. But for everybody calling out for a ceasefire, and the reason I made that video is because I'm going to upload it to YouTube today or tonight, and it'll be live tomorrow. And then I'll also upload it to TikTok, and I'll have lots of people probably attacking me on TikTok for it. But one of the things, I know Hal hates TikTok. Again, my work, my full-time employer utilizes a security company uh, to go over uh, data security and other types of computer security. And the guy at the end of the, the expert at the end gives out his own TikTok channel when he, uh, to, to give more information. If you want more information on computer security, go check out my TikTok. So if this computer security guy is, is giving out his own TikTok channel, you know, I kind of got to go with him on that one. But it's just a tool to me. It, to me, it's just a tool to use. I'm trying to use it to drive more people here, but I get a lot more engagement on TikTok than I do here. Like I get a ton more engagement on TikTok than I do here. So why wouldn't I then post videos there as well? Now I, I will take videos that I make on TikTok, like original videos that I make on TikTok. I will then post them back up here as well on the YouTube because I use it as a tool also to make, to make quick videos and put shorts up here on YouTube, because again, it's a tool. Um, so the Putin loves the U S is distracted by Gaza, not focusing on Ukraine. Uh, how did Palestine know how to get into Israel like that? feels like Donald's big fat mouth and Putin mess. Absolutely. Donald is Donald got Israeli intelligence. Donald, told Russia when, when, when the Russian people there and Donald said, I had every right to tell them whatever I want to tell them. Russia tells Iran, Iran and tells Hamas, Hamas, no, you know, Hamas then goes in and knows how to circumvent. They attack certain towers or whatever that would have warned them. And then boom, they paratroop in and kill a whole 1400 Israeli citizens and others. 
and they're finding was it they're finding ak-47s russian ak-47s and um other things from north korea um this is all done as i think was said on house show to destabilize everything you know they want to see this all destabilized i know i even Netanyahu would probably love to see things destabilized a bit because the less stable things are, the more likely he is to gain power because he then gets to say, you need me in charge because I'm the one who's protecting you from them, from the bad people. And then Hamas again, it's going to be like, you need me, you need us because we're protecting you from the bad people. Meanwhile, nobody's paying attention. And that's the other video that I made, the other video I made, which is, which is that the Jewish people and Palestinian people need to stand together against oppressors because in reality you have you have people who put who forced the Jews into this one area and the Palestinians are there and they created this mess this little quagmire where they could just rile up the horde of sense every once in a while make the Jews and the Palestinians fight or get them to fight so you don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain it's a nice distraction for something else going on in somewhere else in the world. So, anyhow, bicycle mic. It's Chinese malware. How is a Chinese malware, though? That's the thing. Malware has lots of different definitions. And malware... Malware can be as simple as something that used, is used to manipulate people. Malware can be something as difficult as gets into your system and does a whole bunch of bad stuff. Um, from what I've seen, um, it's more of a, we're going to direct this stuff to you and show you content that we think that you want to see or we want you to see, therefore... We're going to try and manipulate you with the content that you see. If that's the if that's the form of the malware, then I'm not easily skewed or whatever, and I'm just going to use it as a tool. Um, good night, Steve. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you. Um, I'm probably heading up soon anyway. It's been two hours. Um, as I said to Bill before he left, I think the kiddos are asleep now, just so I can go into more detail. Um, Friday night, I'm leaving to go to Disney. So I will not be able to do a show on Monday or Wednesday of next week or have my um, Twitch stream on Thursday. So we will be liberal Danless all next week. So it's, I might post some videos. I might make a couple of videos here and there. Um, but I will not have any live content. Or if I do have live content, it'll be brief. Like it's not going to be a full-on produced show with OBS and everything. I might pop on for a few minutes just to say, hey, but most likely at this time, I'll be in a park or something. So, um, anywho. But I, ha I didn't want to be too loud about it because the kids don't know. We've, we've kept it from them, even though there's been a thing that says how many days rest till vacation and it's been right there in front of the TV and they haven't noticed yet. So, 
so yeah, so um, but you could always make up for the lost lack of time to by watching old episodes. <laughs> you can go watch the uh, if you if you really want if you really want a good episode to watch to catch up on. There's the episode um, that I did two years ago, which is the um, living life as an obese person. Now, I would highly recommend if you haven't seen that yet. Um, let's see if I can pull that one up real quick. Let's turn off the volume because I don't want it playing as I'm bringing it up. Do your channel search. Oh, it's just living as a fat person, not as an obese person. So let's see. Do do do. That one is probably one of my best episodes. Um, it doesn't start like until the, the, the topic about, I think the obesity doesn't start till about a half hour in or so. I think I talk about other stuff, but like I go for about a good two and a half hours talking about me and, and my life as an obese person. Um, so there's that. Anyway, I think it's about a good time to... Now is the time to say goodbye to friends like you and me. M-I-C. See you in a bunch of days. Anyway. K-U-I. Why? Because I love you. M-O-U-S-E. So, anyway. And remember, if you haven't liked the video, like it. Share videos with your friends. Comment on videos, etc. Um, appreciate you all for hanging around. Um you said politics girl has an excellent episode of toxic masculinity i have a whole bunch of videos on toxic masculinity as well um check those out as well there's a playlist uh unraveling toxic masculinity um again this is the end of this week's episode of or today's episode of liberal day and radio talk from the left that's right um i will be back in and 11, 12, 13, 12 or 13 days or so. Uh, here's the toxic masculinity link. 12 or 13 days or so. Uh, so um, with, with the next full episode of Liberal Day and Radio, if you live in Louisiana, go vote Saturday if you haven't done so already. Thank you all very much for watching. I appreciate y'all. Have a great night. Appreciate y'all. Peace.